hey, hey. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, the show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly. And sadly, I'm ruined. Nothing left. Except for Spider-Man. It's me, your host, Dom, a.k.a. Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I'm joined by my super powerful co-hosts. Would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Like, pictures of Spider-Man specifically, or just, like, Spider-Man in general, the idea of Spider-Man? Yeah, the, pl- the platonic idea of, uh, of a spidered man. The spidered man. Um, I love that. Uh, I'm Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, Hello Steph on Instagram, and miserable non-binary candy is all we deserve. <laughs> What's up? It's me, Eric, Tindy Losey on the internet. Uh, I wanted to do a bit about the M&M, so instead I'm going to do a bit about this game that I thought I imagined, but I just found and posted into our little Discord chat here that it's literally just <laughs> Slay the Spire, Slay the Spire but... again, but Japanese feudal themed, and it's, I don't know if I want to give it a shout out or not yet because it's not out, and I I don't want to be like, yo, these people totally stole this exact game idea, but <laughs> it sure seems what it, to be what it looks like. Yet? Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to look at games and see like when is something, like, like what's stealable, um, like what's derivative versus just like a feature of the genre. Yeah, like Riot is suing somebody for copying. Uh, is it right? Yeah, for copying Team Fight Tactics, and people are like, hold on, is Team Fight Tactics not derivative of Auto Chess? And someone's like, that's not what they're suing them about. They pretty much stole the characters and descriptions. Yeah, the fact that it's a similar <laughs> game style, they don't actually care about well, that. Like, you can't make a character called Tino, who's a little small guy, <laughs> who's just a you little can't... guy. Don't hit him; it's his birthday. You can't make a big beefy. Brave guy called Graven <laughs> runs around. Yeah. You can't do that. With spinning swords. Spinning no, spinning swords uh, and, uh, shovels instead of yeah. uh, something else. This Dom, is but you, Draven. <laughs> Dom, just look at a screenshot from that link I posted and tell me that that does not look exactly like Slay the Spire. Oh, that's what I was getting into. Because like, you yeah. look at um, not even the cards or the art style, but like the health bar. L- literally the, the HUD button. is the same. Like The HUD looks so similar. Like, hold on, wait a minute. These it's are got, not. It's got the, the art same, style like, is not <laughs> the same health symbols. Like it's the place the where your buffs bar. are. Like it's all exactly the same. It's like dog. You can't do this. Like you got to change some of the names. <laughs> like you got to change like vulnerable to softened or something. Yeah. Like maybe not in your work document, but when you make the game, you got to. <laughs> and here's the thing: it could be a completely competent game. Like because Slay the Spire sure is a competent game, so like it's probably fine. <laughs> I feel bad for those people who are making a game that's pretty much just Cuphead, but trying to build on top of it. People are like, this is just Cuphead, and they're like, yes. <laughs> Why do you think, do you think we yes. think we could fool you? This is clearly, <laughs> we just wanted to, we wanted to make our own Cuphead with, like, different art themes. Black like, not Jack style. and hookers. A Cuphead yeah, less Blackjack, that. more hookers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. How are y'all two doing this week? Before we already just jumped into stuff. Y'all doing, y'all doing good? Yeah. Doing well? I'm alright. I'm hoping this week will uh, bring more uh, success in my endeavors than last week. Let's mm. put it that way. Well, we're only oh, okay. a, we're only a couple <laughs> weeks out from so uh, vague and nice. from being able to all record in person, and that'll be. God, I can't wait to see my friends. <laughs> 
that's true. That's true. It's um yeah, we're gonna hang out the weekend of OhioCon, but we're not going to OhioCon because of Omicron. Yep. Which you know, Ohio-Con? honestly, Omicron. I, I guess maybe. Honestly, if this convention was in March or April, it's possible that things could have like recycled, recycled back down. Right. Um. I I feel that due to our country not wanting to actually do things. We're probably going to be <laughs> fine every summer, start to ramp up around Thanksgiving, and it's just this is what's going to be for the next 10 years or so. Yeah. Unless something changes. I mean, unless a nuclear war starts because of Russia trying to invade Ukraine, but we can't get into that right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. I don't. My last week wasn't good enough to have that conversation today. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's, uh, well, other, you know, apparently other uh, sad news is apparently they're looking at volcanoes and stuff. But I guess a meteor did pass us and not hit us. I mean, you know. So, wait, they're just looking at volcanoes? Because like, I, <laughs> they... I, I look at volcanoes occasionally, too, but nothing bad oh. has happened yet. No, there's some... <laughs> I do love looking at a volcano. <laughs> there's some that are... Um... There's some that are getting up there of like of the danger level. Like oh. things might be getting out of control. And... Are we talking oh, like ex- a super like volcano, like the caldera yeah. in like Yellowstone? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too deep into it because it's sad. So I was just kind of yeah. alluding to the idea that people are paying attention to volcanoes for not fun reasons. But right. hey, you know. Well, I mean, I think my entire well, there life there was a big eruption in Tonga. Yeah. Yeah. And I think week. my entire life they've talked about the Yellowstone caldera possibly mm-hmm. erupting and basically ending all life on the continental u.s if that happens so and you know grudon's getting out of control you know grudon yeah. heat ray <laughs> right man where, where's Ky- kyogre when you need, need it to... kyogre is that's climate change the water levels are rising no, you're right where's rayquaza to stop them from God. fighting where's big brother to stop them I d- so i did watch um we watched 2012 and The Day After Tomorrow yesterday um, as our part of our Saturday movie night uh, ongoing shenanigans. And boy, oh, did The Day After Tomorrow give me hoa climate anxiety. Uh-huh. And then I got to watch the, the Yellowstone uh, supervolcano caldera erupt in 2012. It was great. No. Yeah, apparently we- I heard some of this supervolcano stuff is relatively, some of it's due to climate change. Um, which is some of it's just due to like volcanoes going to evolve. Yeah, it's just yeah, some happen. of some of it's that, and some of it is just like you know when you have climate change that affects the atmosphere and the ground, and if enough water gets into the ground in weird places or doesn't, it could change like seismic things, which is you know pretty fucking dope. But you know, I, I, yeah, we're getting off topic here. Yeah, we're okay, supposed to talk like about volcanoes. happy news. Volcanoes are good. The happy news. What do you? What happy news did you see? Uh, you're right. <laughs> you know what? Here's some good news. This episode is brought to you by a sponsor. We're here. Yeah. We're still here, uh, being sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company. They are not bad. Uh, they're not causing natural disasters. They're not a volcano. So that's pretty cool. They're not they're a not volcano. Distinctly not a volcano. I've looked the volcano at them. They're not a volcano. <laughs> the products are hot though. Uh, they they're a coffee company, as their name would suggest, and uh, they have fair trade coffee. It's uh, LGBT owned, black owned. It's really good stuff. It's very tasty. We can vouch for that. Um, Just placed a fresh order myself. Yeah, great yes, group using to work with. My own coupon code. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's the that's the power of uh you know, just having good people to work with, honestly. So that's good. That's good. So if uh, you follow the link in our show notes and use offer code character, really get ten percent off. That'll help you, that'll help them, that'll help us. It's it's a good product we can stand behind. We Grinding can all coffee company. Get through Check capitalism together a little bit. 
Yeah, I, 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 I hope we can because capitalism sure did capitalism this year. And so far, this, yeah. this week specifically. Just, yeah, I don't know why I said this year. I really did mean this week. Um, <laughs> so before we get into the, the thing the is by saying housecape, this this ahead, year yeah. and it, it you know you meant this week. There's only been three weeks in this year so far, so you're not saying, all that wrong. It's a small amount of this year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What a, what a world we live in. Um, but hey, here is a fun thing. The American Song Contest by Eurovision is going to be happening soon. Yes. Uh, Eurovision United States of Edition. <laughs> yeah. Amerivision. You know, uh, it's going to be on March 21st for the premiere, and the grand finale is going to be Monday, May 9th. And... It's kind of interesting what they're doing. There's a, there's a lot of Yeah, tell me cool how those things, things going to work. Yeah, I heard they wanted to uh, call it Burger Vision, but they thought that was too offensive to Americans. Burger. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I don't know 100% of everything, but the contest will feature performances from all 50 states, five U.S. territories, and our capital. So that's pretty cool that we're, you know, we <laughs> so are being so at least, uh, well, I was going to say it's pretty cool that Eurovision has better uh, Senate representation than D.C. does in the actual mm-hmm. Senate. And Guam yeah, the and that... Puerto Rico and Yeah. So uh what is it? Live competition consists of three qualifying rounds followed by the semifinals and the ultimate grand fin- final where one state or territory will emerge <laughs> victorious. So I'm looking forward to that because just the idea of uh everyone bringing their thematic cheese enus, not cheese, but their cheesiness to like a grand stage and mm-hmm. halfway being in the joke. Like the idea of you know, the representation of Texas versus the representation of, let's say, New Jersey is very funny to me. <laughs> um, the the only thing I'm dreading is that it inevitably will be some sort of country song about trucks and blue jeans. What about and, corn? Well, I mean... For Ohio. Maybe, we're not going to make a song about corn unless we do, and it's like a really good techno song. Like, <laughs> I mean, what if leek spin but corn instead? But It could be. I mean... <laughs> Eurovision has that kind of stuff, and it's also I'm pretty sure you can't just send a famous person because Texas would just try to send Beyonce and win, which mm-hmm. is a fair thing. Right. And Pennsylvania would have either like Taylor Swift or Christina Aguilera or like Wiz Khalifa or Meek Mill, <laughs> like. And I don't think we'd be able to win that battle against like say Beyonce or something. So you know, I think Ohio uh, has the Black Keys. <laughs> yeah. That's- that's, That's not fair. nothing. Where's, where's Jack White from? I don't know. Ohio. Obviously. Uh, he's from Detroit. Oh, oh. we share a birthday. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Fun Jack White facts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Jack White facts. Welcome to the White Hour. Oh, no. <laughs> At least you didn't say the white power hour. <laughs> I did not. That's um. That's what happens when you turn on the rock station in yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. God. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that they're racist. I just mean that, you know, uh, rock music tends to... All that, all all the music you like without the rap. Um, which you could just say the N-word at that point. It would be way yeah, faster. Yeah, like, we don't play yeah. any of those N-words on this station. Like, <laughs> that's, that's all you have to saying. say. Like, especially... And, it's one thing when you play a song where the rap verse was added later, right? But it's another thing to have a song that clearly was made to have a rap in it. Um, like, I understand like, a lot of people are mad at DaBaby, which is fair. 
Um, turns out he's like apologizing, did some work, but I'm not going to tell people they should forgive him. But hearing Dua Lipa's levitating without a rap verse, there's just a weird bridge. Like, that doesn't sound good. There should be a rap in this song. Like, it clearly was engineered to do that. So they also yeah, bring California like, bang, Girls bang, by. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bang Bang without Nikki's verse. That's a hate crime. Well, like, you couldn't even yeah. play, like, Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas, which was, like, a number one radio song for a very long fucking time. Couldn't play that. Like, <laughs> no, you wouldn't be able to play that because it's just a rap. It's just, a, that's a rap song. That's just yeah. a rap song. I mean, it has, like, a lyrical, like, refrain, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a rap song that Damon Auburn's like, what if I pretended to be 2D for a few yeah. seconds? <laughs> yeah, it was. it's real bad. You hear stuff like, uh, like, California Girls by Katy Perry. Yeah, and he introduces the song, so like they have to chop it up, and it's like, stop being racist, please. Uh, Do we have any other racism news? Let's get it out Uh, of the way if we do. We. I mean, is Eminem's kind of racism news in a way? (laughs) Um, it's racism news in that Fox News is brought up. So yeah, this is racism news. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Let's, um, let's expand on the miserable non-binary candy. Yeah, do we have any food crimes, speaking of M&M's, this week? <laughs> not, not particularly, actually. Yeah, I didn't try anything interesting. No. No, it's nothing too, too exciting. Uh, damn. Oh, Man, I found really out the perfect tea, way but... to heat up McDonald's french fries after they've been delivered to you in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. If you stick them in the air fryer for two minutes, no longer they will heat back up to edible... Because hot hot McDonald's French fries are the only edible kind yeah. of McDonald's French fries. As soon as they get, as soon as they leave, like the parking lot of the McDonald's, they're no longer good. <laughs> so there's just Man. like a little hot tip for you if you if your roommate happened to buy an air fryer and you've been mooching off of that, uh, <laughs> pretty shamelessly. Fries, no matter what, love McDonald's but French let's... fries. Oh no, out of the refrigerator. Oh no, they're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> But let's talk about a real food crime. They made the M&M's less fuckable. <laughs> that is a crime. Arguably, Arguably Carlson is really fucking mad about it. <laughs> Yo, how you get bricked up over M&M's. Arguably didn't make them less hot. Like, this is a matter of opinion also. But also, like, Truly, if you're yeah. lo- like, I get it. Like, we anthropomorphize everything and, like, we sexualize everything when we look at it. But, bro, they're a candy. Like... <laughs> It's like downside. your participation in this consumer product has nothing to do with sex. Yeah. There like well, it, I mean maybe you're eating maybe he's eating M&Ms in a very different way. Yeah. Look, the peanut M&Ms are a perfect shape for like a suppository. <laughs> Woof. I mean the thing M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&M&
Okay, I'll ask you guys. What's the what's the best Eminem for your butt? And then we can move on to Tucker Carlson. Because he needs to know. Yeah, he's asking. <laughs> he's asking. <laughs> he sent in a question. <laughs> Tucker Carlson's the only person who sends us questions. I, I'd be I really just upset. need to know. <laughs> you know. You know, people aren't talking about this, but it's true. People want to put M&Ms in their butt. I'm Tucker Carlson, and I approve this message. Wait, who's more Dude, down bad? Believe. Who's more down bad? Tucker Carlson for M&Ms or Ben Shapiro for like AOC? Ooh. Specifically her feet. Like, who's more down bad? I was bad? just going to say, it's, it's this the feet week, or... It was Tucker Carlson. No, no. Just, just but... in general. <laughs> in general, I think Benny Boy still yeah. takes the the cake on that one. But boy, did he have competition this week. Yeah. Just like the idea that changing, uh, like the the footwear of literally, and it's not even like an anthropomorphized. It's not like your good like Eminem's Gajinka or something. Yeah, it's not like this Eminem like, has tits or anything. It's just an Eminem with legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> You changed the kind of shoe it was wearing, and people lost their and you, minds. You lowered the eyebrows a little bit, so she looked a li- like a little bit less like she's like judging you. I guess I don't know. Like, yeah, but they also plumped her lips up a little bit more too. Like it seems like they tried to like they're like, well, we need to. They were like, well, we have to we have to keep the, these people in mind. Like, yeah, it's a law of equivalent exchange. We take away your go-go boots, we pump up the well, lips you know a little bit. He's making his dumb, confused face, and he's like, I can't have a beer with these M and M's, and I want to have, I want candy mascots that I can have a beer with. It's like the she fuck changed do you her mean shoes. by that? <laughs> like, <laughs> also, like, first of all, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like, second of all, what about the shoe? The change in shoe wear makes it less likely, like, because you can't, like, hit on her uncomfortably at a bar and she can't run away from you because she's wearing sneakers right. now? Like, Yeah, if also, I'd imagine, if we're going by pure stereotypes, I'd imagine, like, quote-unquote, a lady of the night is less likely to accept a beer from you than, like, a non-binary candy. I guess. I don't know. They seem more down to clown now. I don't know. But I, I feel like you have a beer Here's beer the thing. Them. They're a candy. You could go have a beer with them by buying some M&M's and drinking a beer. Don't do that, though. It's nasty. Yeah, but, it's I probably mean, not a good idea. It, but don't, 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 don't chase your M&M's with a, with a Bud Light. It's a bad idea. It tastes gross. Oh, that sounds gnarly. But, uh, so yeah, the one M&M, they lowered her heels a little bit. And the one M&M, they gave her, they took away her go-go boots and gave her, like, leggings and arm leggings. Like, she has sleeves now. And they gave the orange M&M anxiety. So. No, no, he's going to come to terms with it. He's been, he's oh. had anxiety the whole time. <laughs> They're like, we're not changing the Eminem's Bible anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> the character is the same. We're just accepting. I, it's... I guess the red one. They said the red one's going to be a little less bossy, which that's not the adjective I would have. I he's a dickhead. Yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I just always thought he was an asshole, and then the yellow one was dumb. I thought that that was yeah, the, the like thing I that thought they that had was going. The, <laughs> yeah, their whole dynamic. I mean, the only thing that we all know that the the, the red one says is he does exist in Santa yeah. Claus. Yes. They do exist. That's, That's the literally whole it. <laughs> That's the only association I have, like stand long standing, like lasting association. Because I have they used with the that M&M commercial brands. for like a decade. <laughs> they a still, decade. I think they still use My, it, like because yeah. it's a successful commercial. Like, why fuck with a a good thing? Yeah, that was not a decade, man. That's been probably. Th- 30-ish years, because yeah. I saw that when I was a child, and I saw it last year, so... <laughs> Oof, shit's nuts. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, like the yellow yeah. M&M. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, that was the weekly outrage, and they're like, oh, you know, 
you know, the woke mob wants to do this. And I'm like, look, man, as a woke mob myself, I didn't give a shit about the M&M's dog. We thought it was weird that the one was sexy to begin with, quote unquote. I've never had a, I've never cared about what a mascot trying to sell me a confectionery a treat has looked like. Like, it's not. Because it's not, I'm going to eat the candy no matter what. It's not the deciding factor if I find, you know, like, whatever creature is hawking me like this Snickers Mike bar. <laughs> Like, Mike and Ike don't have to have big dicks for me to eat their candy, like... Speak for yourself, though. I mean, yeah, in my personal experience. I mean, this does beg the question, like, so if if Tucker Carlson requires that the (laughs) candy mascots be sexy, what did he think about Bart Simpson selling you Butterfingers? I mean, sometimes Marge was in those commercials, and Marge was in Playboy, so I don't know. Yeah. What do you think the M in MILF stands for? It stands for Marge. Uh, Marge, I'd like to fuck. <laughs> Marge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's just such a We're on funny... one day. <laughs> Wait, <That's>... guys. No, <laughs> and we're just getting our... started. Yeah, we're just getting started. I don't have anything else to say about the M&Ms. It's just fake outrage. No, wait. No one... <laughs> we never gave our best M&Ms for your butt. Yeah, I know. I thought you guys just glossed over that. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm, 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 I did. I purposefully did that. Oh, well, I was going to say not one of the ones that has like a hard filling because otherwise that shit's just going to melt. And, and like, then you're you gonna have a pretzel have a in your butt. Yeah, like you don't want one with like a pretzel or something, because then you like you got like a corn situation. No, that's well, only I if they that, did corn nuts the... in M and M's. Yeah, I guess no one wants a. Yeah, if you if you use the peanut M M&M, and M, then you end up with like after it melts, there's just like a nut in your butt, and that's like yeah, exactly. Plenty like, of people like that, Dom. I hear so. <laughs> I think I think we call that something else in the industry, but <laughs> we don't call it nut the in the industry. butt. <laughs> no, we do not call it nut in the butt. Like, you can't search that on on Tumblr anyway. Bet you could. <laughs> you used to be able to. <laughs> You're right now oh, on yeah. Tumblr. <laughs> not on Tumblr anymore. Nut in the butt. Oh man. <laughs> well, you know that's not going to be the title because of obvious reasons, but it's the title in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, uh, you know. Like, uh, tweet, tweet you can't even that. say, like, title title of my sex tape, because that's, like, you would have a hard time finding one specific thing. <laughs> well, you need a subtitle or something it's like that. Nut in the butt one, nut in butt two, butt, <laughs> nut butter. <laughs> nutter nut butter. butter. <laughs> you know, they used to call me the nutter butter oh, no. back in college. Um, or the butter nutter? I don't know. If you if you think of the, the best the first, M&M, that let second us know. one will be better, yeah. 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 What else we got? What else is going on? I mean, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Well, let's oh, just, let's... speaking of confectionaries, I'll, I'll tell you this little thing. I play the uh, Cookie Run games, or at least Kingdom. And they're oh, yeah, out tell some... me about, are they, is that a phone game or? Yes. Yeah. There's a, I think there's like three or four games out right now, but people only really play two of them because one of them kind of sucked. Um, but for the last 10 years, Cookie Run oven break instead of gel break, mm-hmm. they break out the oven. Cute. Um, it's very cute. There's also some somewhat dark lore. Of like the uh, the the dark flower war from when they all got burnt and, and died, <laughs> um, they speak of strawberry jam being spilled across the battlefields. So there were wars in the cookie run world. It's very strange. <laughs> There's also like religious text. Also, just now um, learning that all cookies are stuffed with strawberry jam. Apparently, <laughs> only when they die, because some oh, of them right. very clearly don't have jam in them. It's real weird. Uh, There's also like a holy war, like. The main antagonist was like, 
her whole thing was going against like trying to figure out where cookies came from. And like, yeah, we we pray to these uh like the oven altars. Like, yeah, you know who made us? These witches. Like, yeah, we know that. Like, yeah, to eat us. They're like, no, oh, that's stupid. And it was the trope of goes mad from the revelation, so she's a bad guy. Like, you all know nothing. And it's funny because like, well, she's right. I don't know why she's evil, but she is right. Yeah, <laughs> she's not um, wrong. If people that's made cookies, of... they were to eat. Yeah, except they just gained sentience and ran away. But yeah, they're making like three more games in the next couple years. One's going to be like a, it's called like Cookie Smash or something. It's going to be like a Smash Bros type thing, but probably more Power Stone. It's going to be like 3D. Okay. Um, that is, by of... the way, the plot of uh, the Dimension 20 arc, A Crown of Candy, to some extent. <laughs> is uh. like candy people like having a Game of Thrones-esque kind of war and also like dying horribly. And also there's like... A theology issue that becomes like a major plot point yeah, about just, junk food so yeah i'll send you all some of the uh some of the screenshots because they're saying this stuff like like there's like people praying and stuff like that so and obviously they're doing the there's the trope of well if there's a paladin type character here that implies the existence of some deity or at least they believe that there is <laughs> if they're getting their powers from like light and stuff like that and there's also dragons that are made of red velvet cake and stuff like that. It's all very adorable yeah. and cool and, and thematic. But anyway, they're making three more games. One's going to be like a strategy type game. And some of the discords were saying, is it going to be strategy like League of Legends is strategy or Dota or just like Advance Wars? It's going to be like Stellaris, but with cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Look, fam. This game's a... Don't threaten so, him with a good time. Yeah, don't threaten me with a good time, number one. Number two, this game is made by Korean devs. Um, so anytime they, like, fuck up the updates and, like, don't translate it right, that's, like, the native language is Korean. They just now mm. got, like, Amer- like English voices in the last few months. The game came out, like, the beginning of 2021. So, yeah, like, if they decided to make a StarCraft-type game, that wouldn't be, like, unheard yeah. of for them to, to want to do. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what other stuff they come out with. I, I think they have some really cool character designs. It's very fun. It's not a big story. It's not for everybody to... But, no, a lot of people love Genshin to come to it because they actually give people good rewards on the anniversary and every time there's maintenance they give us a bunch of stuff that's like hey you know it's uh get some Thanks free draw for... yeah so and often a lot of us are sleeping they're like hey sorry our maintenance took like two extra hours last night like you mean at three in the morning yeah uh, oh no, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the, the, the final fantasy dissidia game does that too there are currently it's always a, good we're currently in the countdown to the fourth anniversary on that game which is uh pretty exciting because they just give away free shit literally every day so. gotcha games don't normally go that long do they no I they, like they this normally one, shut down yeah this one like i don't know how it makes them money because like you can completely <laughs> play it for free but i think a lot of it is people buy the cosmetics like because you can that's yeah. a, it's that's like the shit. it's like costumes like you get a costume for a character and it's 40 dollars <laughs> and and i go into multiplayer and i see people with the costumes constantly <laughs> and I have one of them Smile. myself. <laughs> Only one, I've... though. I did it because I hadn't spent any money on the game, and I felt like I owed it to them. I think if people make a game that's worth you playing for a few years, it's not unheard of to kick them a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. Um, I watched a video uh, from a, from a guy on YouTube that talks a lot about MMOs, and he was talking about the free to play ones, and he talked about how there's the there's the tension between players that are wells and players that are free to play. Yeah. Um, cause the people that are paying a ton of money, they want someone to lord their power over 
and flex in front of free to play players want someone to pay for the game so it keeps coming out right <laughs> so who do you pander to because if you only pander to the people that are going to drop two hundred dollars then eventually the free-to-play people are like, well, I can't even ever win, so I'm out of here. Right. But if you play too strong to the free-to-play people, the people that want to give you money are like, how can I give you money and be a badass? And that's turn why a lot of people that spend a lot of money are like, oh, hey, yeah, actually, I uh, I used to be a gambling addict, and I, I guess I still am. However, <laughs> I'm losing less money gambling on these fake pictures, but like, yeah. like when I win, I don't really get anything, but it's I've actually cut back my gambling is like, well, how much do you spend a month? They're like, like 10,000 a month. Like yeah. I have this great job. So like I can, I can do it. Yeah. It's like, so wait a minute. You went to this predatory thing. It's like, yeah, guys, you know, I did too much like hard line crack. So I figured I'd calm down to cocaine. It's, it's <laughs> cut regular. Like, well, I guess that's better, but <laughs> it's like, um, and I mean, I think a good balance of that is selling the cosmetics and like making it, you know, sure you can buy currency or whatever, but, in the end it's just a shortcut <laughs> to getting yeah, the same like, thing. Yeah, like I think even I mean there I mean there are definitely some aspects of stuff even like Pokemon Go that like you like if I wanted to get really involved in I think I'd have to be spending more money to access yeah. but like like I occasionally kick like 5 or 10 bucks for in-game coins towards Pokemon Go but like the in general like, you can earn those coins from being in gyms, too. Like, yeah. you don't need to yeah. pr- promise your soul to Niantic. We, I will say that we are in, like, a good, like, I, I don't want to say golden era, because there's always, like, sti- you know, like, uh, stigma on that. But we're in a good era of, like, actual mobile gaming, like, for phones oh, and like, stuff. Like, we're yeah, in a like, very... you can actually go out and buy a game and say, here's $5, I want a game, and I'm done paying yeah. money, and then people will be like, here you go. Here's and a video here's game. Here's a quality game. And then there's still plenty of ones that are, like, free-to-play, like you know, that are, they're friendly to that. Like hell, even riot putting out wild rift on phones has been impressive. So, yeah, but less about free to play stuff and more about (laughs) some money in video games. How about money in video games? Yeah. Let's uh, get into the video game world and talk about just some of the wild things that are happening in that space. Yeah. So Microsoft, is out there throwing their uh, big dick dollars around. Uh, throwing, their, throwing their dick around. So, back... Aye, aye, aye. You know, we love just constant monopolies. <laughs> yes. So last year, during the... Uh, you know, and, and this year, during all of the uh, controversy within Activision Blizzard and, like, the, you know, horrible things that they've done inside that company... Uh, Phil Spencer was asked, hey, is this going to change how you partner with Activision going forward? And he was quoted at that time as saying, we're taking a hard look at our current and future relationships with Activision Blizzard due to these issues. Turns out what he meant was, we're going to buy those fuckers. (laughs) And, but like, not to like clean house or anything. Don't worry. Well... So a little bit more has come out about that because like first reporting the day that this was announced on Tuesday, first off, I want to talk about the money of it. Okay. For... I was going to say, because I w- wasn't sure I, the last I had seen Bobby was staying on. Right. So as of like, until this week, the largest purchase like acquisition in video games was Microsoft buying Bethesda for $7 billion. And that was last year. 
they just bought Activision Blizzard or they're planning to go through with this purchase that should finalize sometime this summer or into like fall or next year for $69 billion. Nice. Nice. That's so much money. It's like yeah. an imaginary amount of money. Yes. It's just, yeah, it's it's a bonkers imaginary amount of money. And also just like, I don't know, man. Like, there are so many other things you could do with your life. Like, please stop just being out there and pr- instead proving that we have no functional antitrust well legislation in America <laughs> anymore. So I've got a couple follow-up stories from this week for you about that. First off, okay, good. a lot of it, like that the day of reporting was saying that, you know, they weren't going to get rid of Kotick, who was like, you know, kind of at the, the head of Activision Blizzard kind of knew and participated in a lot of the like bad, like, you know, the harassment issues and like, didn't do anything about it. Like that, like he needed to be gone. He is a cancer at the heart of Activision yes. Blizzard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, that day they were saying, you know, like, oh, like, there's no plans for changing in management. Like, you know, Kotick will just, like, report to Phil Spencer at that point. Which is an improvement if he were to yeah, even at least stay. He's, like, at least yeah, he's no at least longer he's accountable in to charge. Someone? Yeah. Then there was a lot of reporting of, like, hey, of course they can't say that they're going to get rid of Kodak on the day that they announced the acquisition because they legally haven't actually acquired them yet. Like, there are probably oh, contracts in place that you cannot say that. Uh-huh. But then, like... That tracks. They've additionally, like, you know, additional sources have reached out to both Kodak and uh, Phil Spencer to be like, hey, what's the plan with this? And from what I gather from multiple different quotes from different articles, it sounds like Kodak is, like, at least there through the merger and then it sounds like he likely gets that golden parachute and will leave upon the like finalization of the acquisition yeah it makes me sad too because we all are saying you know why can't he get some accountability while he's in blizzard so they give him the golden parachute but here's the honest here's what i honestly feel like it's either he gets off the plane before it takes off or he gets the golden parachute i don't right. think there's a i don't think there's a situation where Trash Where powerful men get is. held accountable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which sucks. It's, I'm it, laughing because I'm sad. Like, I'm actually pissed off. Yeah. It sucks that, like, the best case scenario for us is that he's just gone out of the industry. You know, like... And, and he's just going to go buy a different, like, company in a different fucking, or, like... The man's like, also in his industry, late 60s. You know? Like, maybe he finally just buys another super yacht and retires and, like, fine. You know, maybe that sinks with him on it. Maybe. Like, you know. Yeah, like, get out of our faces. Like this. He's just going back to get, what, like, the weapons dealer money or whatever it was? Yeah. Like, he's fine. He doesn't need to own a video game company. No. Like, you know, it, it's... Not that CEO means you own it, but you guys know what right. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. You're right. You're right. But uh, the, the, the thing about it is also that this acquisition, like, for as much money as it was, is also really only possible because of the, like, issues within Activision Blizzard right now, which tanked their stock and made this buyout feasible for microsoft because yeah. uh, they wouldn't have been able to afford it except that there is a scandal yes yeah and and the thing is is like it does sound like microsoft is committed to like going in and like trying to clean up the act because with this purchase you are purchasing that bad reputation that liability and that liability yeah. yeah like you you just bought a problem <laughs> <laughs> you know people people buy fixer upper houses all the time right you know, this is <laughs> yeah and you know that's literally it, what Activision Blizzard is at yeah. this point. Microsoft, but, you know, in a few ways, is the uh, property brothers of the video game industry. <laughs> but uh, to your question about, you know, what about like, you know, anti-monopoly or antitrust 
issues, Steph. This mm-hmm. same very week, the head of, I believe, like one of the business administrations within the Biden administration had a press conference where they were talking about how they're coming out with new guidelines in the next couple months about how to approach company mergers and how to determine uh-huh. whether or not they create monopolies. So it sounds like there might be increased scrutiny on things like this. Because Penguin Random House, well, Penguin already bought Random House like 10 years ago and is now trying to buy Simon & Schuster. And so this is something that is very close to home. Yeah. Uh, and that, for me personally, as yeah. well as in the video game industry, right? And I mean, it's industry wide, you know, like it, it media industry wide, yeah. Basically, it like. remains it remains to be seen what those new guidelines are going to be and whether they're going to have any teeth to them. But it sounds like they want. Them so they're not. To. They're not going to be worse than what. Right. But we already have. You know, maybe we get to exist in a world for a couple years where that Disney and Fox merger wouldn't have gone through. Um, uh huh. And, you know, that might mean that this uh, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard gets looked at with increased scrutiny by these boards. But, you know, in the end, that purchase is still probably going to go through. Like, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's not a big enough. It's not Microsoft buying Sony or outright, outright buying yeah, like, it's not, a competitor. It's not a big enough. Yeah. It's a market. It's a big market share of this of like a specific industry, but it's not a bi- not the biggest industry, right? Also, it sucks that there's like things that are increasingly monopolistic, but I think a lot of us that follow games are still not mentally stuck, but we have this idea that Activision and Blizzard are these giant companies. But if you look at like the active games they have running, what does Blizzard on its own have well, like? three games right, right now and they barely ship a game like a, a truly new game like once a decade like yeah and, and what co- and activision has basically been a call of duty yearly cost? machine yeah call of duty yearly and crash yeah it's is not getting the love it deserves but you know so it's not like they bought a they didn't buy that big of the market like online items our... but as far as like numbers they did because call of duty still puts out numbers right but, like they also like they did truthfully the biggest thing for them from this acquisition is IPs. They acquired a ton of IPs that just have not been touched oh, yeah. in years. You know, yeah, like think, Sierra stuff too, right? Yeah, they get Sierra stuff. They get yo, maybe we finally get Metal Arms game again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, like there's plenty of stuff in the Activision backlog. Like uh, I believe, like Guitar Hero is in that. Like you know, uh, yeah, that's not coming back. Though. It might, it might not. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like you have to think, like all of these IPs that have been sitting dormant because like nobody's just done anything with them like now are in the hands of a place where like maybe microsoft if this per you know purchase goes through and they restructure a bit like maybe they're like hey we're not putting out call of duty every year anymore you know like we can restructure we're gonna focus on literally any other thing yeah we're gonna restructure to like have different games made that are these other ips hey maybe we restructure blizzard so that they actually ship a fucking game once in a while you know like <laughs> I mean, it's the, the dream. Maybe I actually make this. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like... so actually something else came out with that, too. Um, so when they asked Bobby Kotick about the acquisition, like, yeah, you know, stock was down. So they were able to get us. And honestly, it's probably because <laughs> Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been getting delayed so bad. And a lot of the developers like Bobby Kotick suck my dick. Like yeah. <laughs> the reason they got delayed is because of you. Like, first off, your horrible work culture. Second, you'd put us on these like random, you know, 
Wild Goose Chase ass projects for Overwatch One, then canceled them. So all we did was not give a product to Overwatch One and lose development time for two. Like we're behind because of you. You, it's, we're not incompetent. You can't throw right. us under the bus. And we're allowed to say that because it, it's like them mentioning the uh, working conditions. Yeah, and, um, and like people are like, well, what projects? Like I honestly can't tell you. That'd be breaking like our our internal rules. Yeah, like but it's I can't not tell NDA. You. Then yeah, I can tell I you that. But so yeah. there's there's also, you know, like uh, for Microsoft, this is also a huge acquisition of like they now get an MMO that is or was the top MMO. They now yeah. get World of Warcraft and so that on Game Pass kind of thing, d- dude, <laughs> that this was, was all yeah. just to, like this was all a Game Pass ploy. Like, right. <laughs> like, because I mean, that's what they did with all the stuff from Bethesda. So, like, uh, assume that maybe Game Pass either get you a discount or just get you a World of Warcraft subscription. You know, makes that so that you're just paying for expansions in that game anymore. And, like, honestly, like, maybe having some new money and new, like, development, like, styles in that make that not such a shit game anymore. Who knows? (laughs) Anything's possible with infinite money. Right. And that's the thing is, like, you know, there there was a lot of outcry from gamers this week of being, like, you know, oh. Gamers. How, like, how could they do this? Like, like, how could, nobody could see this coming. It's like, no. If you look at literally, like, Microsoft has the most money. Like, they don't have the largest market share of video game, like, development or, like, the games industry right now. Like, Sony is still the top performer in that. But Microsoft is Windows. Like, yeah. Microsoft <laughs> is just infinite money. They literally, like, they can devote more and more funds to the Xbox brand and just, like, start buying as much stuff as they want because they will not run out of money. <laughs> Like, ever sony can't do that <laughs> so you know it, it sparked a lot of discussion about like what other game studios could microsoft or could sony buy um i i the only thing i'll comment on that is like a lot of people were saying that you know oh microsoft needs to buy you know sega or square enix or some sort of japanese developer atlas whatever that will never happen yeah like i'm just gonna throw that down there because for two reasons one microsoft just does not give a shit about the japanese market at this point like they're they're just lucky to get a jrpg on there every once in a while to try to pander to it (laughs) two there are extremely strict laws in japan about companies but being bought and sold by foreign enterprises like they try to keep all of that within japan like it's yeah, very but Sony's insular. a Japanese company though, isn't it? Yeah, that's so I was saying Microsoft halfway? in specific. Oh. Like I was yeah, saying Microsoft that, can't win. Oh. No. I Sony, like, yeah, like maybe their next move is to buy Capcom or I don't know, like Square Enix, but Square Enix has no reason to sell. Like that's the thing. Like uh-huh. yeah. as opposed to Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird that, that yeah, they I mean, honestly, Blizzard would be fine if they had decent management because they have good concepts and properties they just have bad management which is why their stock was down yeah and why they got purchased yep but yeah so that was the big like the big gaming news and honestly like you know god forbid some other absolutely nutty purchase or like a company going under this year this will probably be the big story of this year the news yeah yeah, yeah i can't imagine anything else to be bigger I mean, can you can you imagine something bigger in the games industry than like a sixty nine billion dollar purchase or like <laughs> a four twenty billion dollar four twenty? <laughs> um, <laughs> I get, if if Nintendo and Sony merged, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, guess because that wouldn't it wouldn't they wouldn't spend that much, but it would just be so legendary of like, oh, this is like the fallout, like the eventual reconciliation of the feud they had back in like ninety four or five, right when the so, PlayStation I mean, was first made. But they have no reason to do that, so no, and and you know. Honestly, it doesn't feel like Microsoft had, like, a good reason to do this other than, like, <laughs> trying to get a monopoly. But it's, like, right. I, well, I it's think the equivalent the... of buying those middle spaces. Like, you didn't take off the biggest competition, but you didn't buy some garbage. Like, I mean, you just made a big purchase. I, I don't know. I honestly think that Blizzard's biggest reason, or not Blizzard, Microsoft's biggest reason for doing this is that, like, for the longest time, they have, like, absolutely lacked in-house development. You know, they had n- essentially no exclusives. Like, they were very slow to ship anything. So, like, this is just them being like, okay, well, you were all complaining about us not having any exclusives last gen. Now we have Bethesda and Activision Blizzard. <laughs> you know, it's... They will make us some exclusives. Like Starfield, yeah, the than... next big Bethesda game that's going to be, like, Skyrim in space. Oh, yeah. That's a Microsoft exclusive now. Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, hey, maybe we could finally get Xbox Smash Bros. to have more than three characters. Exactly. Now Crash is... Yeah. Crash and Crash. Spyro. <laughs> Master Chief, a car from her Master- Forza, <laughs> and Tracer. Yeah, Tracer, a person from Diablo. Uh, I don't know, Sylvanas <laughs> from World of Warcraft. She gets killed in World of Warcraft and goes into some yeah. portal and fights a car from Forza. So, someone from Diablo, like the devil. Yeah, like Diablo. Yeah, like, himself. like Diablo, Mister Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. But, well, what what else we got going on this week? Um. Cause I mean that is the big news. That's a weird thing to wake up to. Yeah. On early this week. I mean, it was um, like I I think I had started working and I saw like Jason Trier tweet about it and I think I actually I think I first heard of it because I saw Jeff Gersman tweet wow and that was it. All he tweet tweeted was <laughs> wow, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, what's like, going on? <laughs> okay, something spicy is happening in the world of games journalism. Yeah. PM. <laughs> um. Hmm. As far as this week's news. Did anybody put their foot in their mouth for MLK Day? I Other mean, than the rehashing of that Jabuki tweet from last year. I was going to say got... a lot of like right wing media uh, go. Yeah, I... just like the FBI posted again. Yeah, go read. Yeah, I'm talking about like, yeah, I've seen like, I mean, not racism, but like foot in mouth. Like, ooh, you thought you were doing something with that? Yeah, kind of stuff. D- go listen to some more news uh, with Cody Johnson about the oh, yeah. like uh, the way that the right tweet treats uh mlk day like just go listen to that podcast or watch that youtube video and it'll better explain anything that we could <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a good resource to hear about how the legacy of um mlk is is distorted through time cool yeah okay. but well we have oh before we completely step away from activision blizzard oh um one of our items on here is the Raven QA Union. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's what this is. This call. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, Raven Quality Assurance, which I, it, it's like a contractee, I think, or of Blizzard. It's like a subcorp company. They, yeah. Raven Software exists within Activision Blizzard as like a, a development team and obviously a QA team within that. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So they, um, they are not like, this isn't like, the entire ActaBliz union situation, but this is like so. This is a subset of them came forward and said they uh, wanted like wanted Blizz to recognize their unions. Yeah. So, like, it's a start in the it's, in the video game space. It's a good step, especially because there is a lot of concern with with this merger being announced. Of like, 
does that put a damper on union organization within Activision Blizzard right now? Because how much of it is going to be people being like, well, I don't know. Let's wait and see how it changes. Let's see what changes. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's a real organizational killer. Yep. So the fact that this is still on like this, uh, the Raven QA team is still pushing for this is a good sign. Yeah, definitely. We love to see people claim their labor rights. Yeah. Loving that. I'm, all, I'm happy how many uh, labor movements have been continuing. It's very, it's good news. Yeah. Cool. Soon so, to be in the news, your girl. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, best of, best of luck, friendo. We'll see how it goes. Good, good. Um, Speaking of YouTube videos, I watched a, a long video from uh, Forwarding Ideas, Dan Olson, um, about NFTs, the problem with NFTs. He talks a lot about them. Oh, the one problem? Oh, the single problem. <laughs> no, that's just, it's just called, it's right. just called that. There's several problems, yeah. actually. And he's like, we're not even going to get into in depth that much about how this is bad for the environment because that's just kind of a fact. Um, he's like, but here's since he's like sort of you know one of those lefty people, uh, it's more about how that even if you can somehow claim to have neutral emission NFTs, the system that you're trying to build is a bad system anyway. So even mm-hmm. if so, yeah. If NFTs were completely, you know, carbon neutral, they had zero impact on the environment, they'd still be a bad thing that shouldn't exist. And he talks about all the reasons why. Um, a lot of it's a scam. A lot of it is basically multi-level marketing. Yep. It doesn't actually... With a side, also, of, with just a side of pyramid work. scheme and yeah. money laundering? Uh, yeah, you can use the money launder. And a lot of it just doesn't work and do the things that it's trying to do. Well, it's Not a lot of, like, a, stolen... We lied to you, just... We can't do... Well, uh, sorry. Blockchain as a whole, even. Yeah, It's not yeah. just NFTs. Um, but NFTs are also, he's like, also, let's not mince words. It's bad art. Um, <laughs> if it's a, if it's quote unquote original art, it's, most of it is bad. And then like a lot of it is stolen art. Like, you know, it, the, it's very funny to me that the largest NFT market for like art is uh, OpenSea, which is like a website where you can buy, sell and trade NFTs. Um, uh-huh. All of the NFT images that you create and mint through them are hosted on Google Imaging Services. So, yeah, they, in order to show the NFT picture to other people, it must be downloaded. So, yes. in order for the NFT to even <laughs> exist, the first step is it gets right-click saved. Yes, it, that has but, to happen. So, they're, and here's here's the kicker for that too: is they're hosted on Google Image Services. So. OpenSea recently has stopped complying with takedown requests when artists get notifications that their artwork has been stolen because, like, DeviantArt uh, monitors for that for you, which is actually a really cool feature. Uh, OpenSea has basically stopped, like, uh, reviewing those in any meaningful way. They've uh, they started doing things where, like, they require you to provide your full first and last name and your street address, and then they provide that to the person who you are trying to take the NFT down from, which is like, I'm not giving them a way to harass me. So yeah, the ba- the way around that, though, is since it's all hosted on Google Image Hosting, you just go to Google <laughs> and say, hey, this is my work and it's been stolen. So then Google takes that image down, and now you have an <laughs> NFT pointing to an empty image page. And yeah, that's what really... people have been doing. <laughs> also, it's really cool. Google apparently does do a lot of good stuff with that. Um, there's a lot of programs you can use in, like, programs is in .exe, but programs is in, like, initiatives that a lot of, like, cam workers will use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you try to search for people's stuff, like, 
they're just DMCA. They do a lot of really good job to make sure that people's just not getting stuff replicated to tube sites or yeah. image hosting sites, which is really cool as well. <clears throat> which is both a security thing and a business thing because you know if you if you sell nudes and they get stolen or you do commission work and that gets stolen. You don't want people to get that for free, right? So they prevent that from happening, and also any security risks that come with that. So pretty cool on Google. Um, the NFT report continues. Um, uh, now the new way part. to bully people on Twitter uh, if they oh, have a hexagon yeah. shaped, <laughs> right. which, which actually sucks because a lot of people are joking and just putting hexagon shaped images with transparent backgrounds onto yeah. the Twitter, so it looks like they're a hexagon. But um, how, we all have circle shaped avatars. Uh, but if it's an NFT. It's a hexagon. Like Twitter has that functionality in it, which is literally not something nobody Dude, asked for. You... And don't you then to make to make the NFT image your profile picture? Don't you then have to right click save the image to upload it to Twitter, I or bet... does it link somehow to the blockchain directly? It, I bet it probably link. links. To, yeah. yeah, it probably links to it because they added like a technology. But at the same time, it still exists as an image, and again, it can just be found and replicated. That's it's, uh. So there, there's your that. images are never safe. Yeah. Also, someday you, all your apes will so- be gone. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's nothing <laughs> stopping somebody from just making another blockchain line. Yeah. Um, the guy I talked about who talked about uh, MMOs. He also did an NFT episode. How some people think you can, if I get an NFT or a blockchain item in one game, I could take it to another game. That's not how that works. And it would require people to make the item in two separate spots anyway for you to. Yeah. Anyway. He pointed out that imagine you just like dug a, a hole in the ground as like a queuing system. All the blockchain makes sure is that there's not two queues in the same place. But Eric, say you started a house with all your like, you put pictures on the wall. There's nothing stopping me from building a house directly next to yours. It's the exact same thing. So it's like, hey, you stole my <laughs> NFT. Actually, technically, I just made another one. Right. I never. I minted <laughs> a new one. I minted a new I house. Minted a new one. It just is the same house. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 not a useful thing right now to even do the things that it claims to. No, and the thing the thing with like people talking about its usage in video games and being able to like carry items over from game to game that only really works if it's like operating on the same like game engine. Like I could yeah. see that maybe working if like okay, every game that's made in Unity has this asset, and you own an NFT of this asset, so it will only show up for you. But because every game uses you, all these games use Unity, you can always have it. Yeah, but you would also need to build into your game that is checking for that item to right. have any kind of properties. Exactly. Like, and linked to it. Like, so it takes so much work to do that. It's fucking pointless. <laughs> However, it's also kind of, if you're the kind of person who would care about that stuff, you must know about Steam and Counter-Strike gun trading. Right. Where that stuff isn't blockchain, but it's listed on their server. So, like, if I have this cool emerald-colored knife, I can sell it to you, Eric. And then once I sell that, I don't have it anymore. It's just right. gone from me. And you're the only person who has it. We didn't need blockchain to no. do that. Well, and actually, so I think we talked about it on a previous episode where uh, Ubisoft has been trying out like their own like kind of NFT slash like uh, cryptocurrency that is like guns that get like serial numbers on them that you can take them between games. It's like currently only usable like Ghost Recon and I think like the upcoming Rainbow Six game. That's uh, actually very cool. It doesn't need to be an NFT, but it's very cool sure, that, that feature exists. Fine, yeah. whatever. Here's the thing. <laughs> Patrick Klepek did a really good in-depth article about this on Waypoint Vice, where he uh, interviewed, he went, he literally was like, I want to find the people who purchased these, 
Because you can go on their I website. I want to meet the people responsible. Because yes, you can go on the website where these are bought and sold. And basically, because it's like, you know, a, an NFT or a crypto trade, it's all, all of the receipts are there. So he was like mm-hmm. tracking these people down and then like interviewing them about like, so what made you want to do this? And one of the people was like, I don't know. I thought it would look cool. And then nobody has noticed it when I'm playing the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> like nobody fucking cares. Like it would be cool in a certain game, like with skins or whatever. Like if they make a Fortnite two, for example. Sure. Or mm-hmm. Epic decides to make some other game that runs on the same type of engine as Fortnite. It would be cool to be like, hey, I bought Pickle Rick in one game. I get him in another game. Like, I shouldn't have to buy it twice from the same company. Sure. Which, that's kind of cool. But if it's like, hey, I bought this cool sword in World of Warcraft, like, yeah, buddy, you're going to have to buy a new sword yeah. in Call of Duty. That's not how this works. <laughs> I guess Call of Duty is owned by Activision, so I guess that <laughs> they could, could happen. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I guess if it's only, like, a serial number, I think that's probably how Ubisoft is getting away with it, going from, like, different gun, like, game to game, because it's, like, just a serial number on a gun. Like, they can just... That's even more pointless. That's yeah, dumb. It's that's really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's also Twitter's um, releasing a new feature that's not NFTs. It's called Flocks, which is just the feature from Instagram like where you have close, close friends. friends. Yeah, uh, which is actually a cool feature. Which is actually um, a feature from Google Google Plus from the, when you had your circles or whatever it was. Yeah, which <laughs> it's a useful feature if you're like, hey, I want to be able to talk to a certain group of people, and this image, this I want to tweet it from a non-private account, but it's not for everybody. Uh, which is useful. I, Twitter is a trash fire, but I'm not going to poo-poo on this feature. That's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. this feels kind of like an actual useful thing on like, like literally like the the polar opposite of NFT profile pictures. Something no one asked for right. and will make the site worse. I was, yeah. I was about to say many people ask for that will make the site better. I was about to say yes. or fleets or spaces or whatever, but I'm like, wait, I use spaces. I I go and listen to people talk. <laughs> Yeah, people <laughs> apparently a lot of people use spaces, which yeah. in 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 a in any company's defense, ugh, sometimes you have to just make a thing and hope people yeah. like it. And the, nobody asked for this, yeah, but people like it. Like can no I, one knew they wanted spaces. Like, I don't I know. Can I tell you about my favorite space that I've visited so far in Twitter? <laughs> yes. Please. Okay, so I like VTubers. I like Hollow Live. So occasionally I go and I will like see that one of them is hosting a space, and I'll go and listen in for a bit. It's usually in Japanese, so I kind of like just. Treated as a listening practice for learning Japanese. Um, yeah, that, that's fair. One it's education, time, it's a write off. <laughs> it was actually this past week um, that one of them started a like nighttime space where she was like just chatting before going to bed, but fell asleep with her space open <laughs> and oh, no. literally slept for eight hours while the space <laughs> was still going. And woke up and turned it off. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, I didn't mean to do that. So uh, everybody got sleep ASMR for. <laughs> I don't. I don't That's remember how long it actually ended funny. up being, but it was it's just so very funny. funny. Streamers or space casters—that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, just people falling asleep at a thing where they're just sitting there like. Like, anybody yeah. tell people fall asleep on a stream, and people are like, donate as much money yeah. as you can. <laughs> well, it, it, it's extra funny when it's, like, a VTuber that falls asleep, like, during a stream, because it's definitely happened. I've seen clips of it happening before. Because it's, it's like, like what happens with their model? Their like... model usually, like, if their head, if, like, you know, their head falls out of, like, the tracking camera area, like, it kind of just go like, sits at the last position it was tra- tracked at. So a lot of the time uh-huh. it'll be, like... 
sometimes the eyes will be closed, sometimes they'll be open, but they'll always just kind of be like half leaned over and like <laughs> smiling. <laughs> just oh, looks, no. it looks like, oh god, they died. <laughs> like... <laughs> the human's alive. The VTuber died, though. Yeah. The, uh, the, the anime person. <laughs> Oh, see, that's the fun part of this cyberpunk dystopia we live in. I don't mind that. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple other things. Uh, there's some movie news, I think. Uncharted got a trailer, I think, right? Oh, yeah. I watched was that the movie? today. Great. What was yeah, it? Yeah, the Uncharted movie. Um, it was... Well, so I, all of my Uncharted knowledge is secondhand. Well, no, that's a lie. I played most of the first game. But, um... So, but... I've never played any other games, and but I watched the trailer all the today. Same as the first one. Apparently, they have p- different plots because my brother thought that this was going to pick up the plot of the fourth one. No, this is where, like a prequel. But it's got to be like a prequel because I like I thought looking at pictures that Tom Holland was like looked more like a grown up in this movie, but his voice is still so high. It's he looks like a tiny baby boy. Well, he's like, supposed to be a young Nathan Drake, and so then it, like it, it has to be an origin story. Yeah, it is. But um, how old is Nathan Drake in the games? Got to be in his. 30s, by the last right? one, he's too old for this shit. Right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but apparently, like some of that plot elements are from the fourth game, but uh. But the fourth game happens, like, at the end of Drake's life, rather, or, like, the end of Drake's career, rather than as a prequel. But I guess they were like, well, we have Tom Holland, so it has to be a prequel. And also Antonio Banderas is there as a presumably original character, because uh, my brother couldn't map him onto any All the villains in that game were so, like, forgettable anyways and generic. Yeah generic villains but oh. i was like oh hello antonio banderas <laughs> like i haven't seen you quite a while hey also marky marks here yeah but also yeah marky marks here why the fuck did we have to do that and he's like, sully I don't know, like the best character sully, yeah like Sully's so good and mark marky mark did hate crimes like he apologized though <laughs> did he did he i thought he did i don't know i thought that's what people always said oh oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I think people probably always say that, but I don't think there's any record that he did. Sure. Which, I don't know. Yeah. But other Rough movie stuff. news, we got uh, Daniel Radcliffe is going to play Weird Al in a biopic. Yes, which Very I strange. honestly love for him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Um, I think it's a weird idea. <laughs> yeah, the idea of a Weird Al biopic, I think, is like, like I don't know. I would love to learn more about the man, the myth, the legend. Um, but I don't know. It was, it was a funny, like funny watching the like intersection of Twitters that I am on talk about it because there was like a, oh, Daniel Radcliffe's playing Weird Al. Is Daniel Radcliffe Jewish? (laughs) And then people being like, oh, Daniel Radcliffe is Jewish. Wait, Weird Al isn't Jewish. <laughs> it was like a, a nice little journey to to go on with my like Jewish cohort on Twitter because my roommate was like, "This is the worst thing I've found out since I realized found out that Nathan Lane was raised Catholic." <laughs> why did people? Did, why did, did why did people think Weird Al was Jewish? Probably the curly hair. 
curly hair. Just, he has okay. like a I don't know. I think that kind of referential humor has like there's like a Mel Brooksian yeah. kind of oh, okay. ness to it that is like a specific kind of Jewish humor. I mean, that's all fine and good. I was just like, oh, I, I never oh, no, considered yeah. that. Also, finding out that Daniel Radcliffe is is also interesting. Like, yeah, I didn't so know that uh, actually. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's news to me. That's hey, okay. I'm just Look. gonna you know start referring to him as you know the guy who played Weird Al. Yeah. Uh, I, I just always had re- guns stuck to his hands. I refer to him as the Swiss Army Man. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that movie. Which one was that? It's where Daniel Radcliffe is the Swiss Army Man, where it's like, what if he was a Swiss... Oh, that one. Where he was a Swiss... What if a human was a Swiss Army knife? (laughs) Oh, hey, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead's in this movie, too. What the fuck? (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe just being stuff, like... Yeah. He's like, look, I made Harry Potter, I'm rich, I'm just gonna do movies I wanna do. Yeah, he did the opposite of Rupert Grint, because Grint just, like, bought an ice cream truck and, like, fucked off, and then Daniel Radcliffe... retired. Yeah, and then Daniel Radcliffe was like, I don't know, like... What if a movie about me being an inanimate object that another person uses to survive in the wilderness? Like... Well, that's like the thing that I like not to not to like Harry Potter post on Maine in the year of our Lord 2020. But like, that's one of the things that I think is so funny about the cast is that th- those main three like. Like, they may not have like looked per- like perfect casting, but they like really grew up into their characters. Mm-hmm. Like. Emma, like, went and became, like, a white feminist activist, like... Went to, like, a Ivy League college. <laughs> yeah, went to, like, Ivy League college, and now is, like, the, like, face of, T- like, white feminism TM on the global stage, and then, like, like, Dan grew up to be, like, I don't know, like, an outspoken, like, ally, and also do a bunch of weird shit, and <laughs> Rupert Grant was, like... I'm done. I'm good. I'm good on acting. Maybe yeah, I'm I'll. Good. Maybe, I'll pop into a. I'll pop into an Ed Sheeran video occasionally. <laughs> he was in a show a couple years back that looked interesting. I didn't watch it just because I'm bad at watching stuff. But he was like in a whole ass show. Like, oh, Rupert Grint still acts. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is also in a movie coming up this year called The Lost City. So when I saw Scream Five, it was a trailer. It's starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and a bunch of okay. other stars who don't even get billed in this trailer. It's just like Bullock, Tatum, Radcliffe. And the plot is that Sandra Bullock writes these like trashy, sort of steamy romance novels um, that, are, that seem like maybe they have some Indiana Jonesy type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's maybe her agent or somebody that's staying at Radcliffe. Like, we're going to go find the actual Lost City. Like, we're going to do this. And her cover model, like for all the pictures, like the Fabio of this world, is Channing Tatum. And he wants uh-huh. to prove that he's not just a cover model. And I also, love this. I th- and I want to say who is. I love this so much, <laughs> actually. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just a wild. It was a wild Sounds thing. Like I'm like, a... oh, this actually looks like it could be. Looks like it could be fun. I, I might want to watch this. Who else is in there? Staggering work of heartbreaking genius. Um, Brad Pitt's in there. Uh, you got Brad Pitt in there. You got Sandra Bullock. You Oscar got Nunez, Channing Tatum. Raymond Lee, Bo and Yang, and Bo and Yang. Yeah, and then uh, Devine Joy Randolph as like uh, honestly, just seemed like she's just Sandra Bullock's black friend slash publicist. Okay. Um, 
So, you know, it could be fine. Gotta have one. Oh, yeah, because Channing Tatum is a, is a cover model for The Lost City of D, which was the book that I guess Sandra Bullock wrote. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, because it looks like... a pun on The Lost City of Z, which is a best-selling adventure memoir. Yeah, so it just looks like it was just uh, some fun schlock. Uh, we'll probably check it out if we can watch it at home and not get told by a celebrity okay. that we have to go see movies in theaters. Fucking movie shamed by... Oof. I got I, we got movie shamed by Neff Campbell. Like I, I don't know what to do. Uh, and lastly, I think it's lastly. Uh, Is it lastly? What are we lastly in? Uh, Moon Knight had a trailer. Oh yeah, there's a Moon Knight trailer. Um yeah, so this is uh, sure gonna be an adventure for us um, <laughs> Marvel fans. Uh, Excelsior! Like <laughs> it's um. You know, I don't even know if it looks bad or good. It probably looks really good. Oscar Isaac, why would they... Why... This man was a Brooklyn Latino in space. Like, how are you going to get this man to be anything... Like, his accent... He's doing a British accent, people. It's so... It's Dick Van Dyke bad. (laughs) It's like... It's it's something else, and you know what? I'm gonna watch every second of this show because I am like you know I en- I enjoy looking at Oscar Isaac, and I'll li- listen stop, to him embarrass himself. <laughs> stop simping. <laughs> Why? You're right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Give me one valid reason. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks like it's. He's having some dream stuff. He's having some, like, inner turmoil. Um, I don't know. He's British. He's, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this. I'm not super familiar with Moon Knight. I only know that one uh, out-of-context comic meme of him being like, I know you're down here, you bastard. (laughs) Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because people changed it to say Joe Biden, like, where's my money, you motherfucker? Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> Just coming down some steps into a catacomb. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, was it a show, a movie? Um, it's going to be a Disney Plus show. It's Oh, I know you're here, Dracula, you big fucking nerd. Where's yeah. my goddamn money? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have been real. Um, I know. I heard, I heard it was just an edit. Uh, anything else going on? Um... I guess in my personal life, uh, my partner and I decided not to watch The Bachelor this season because we were burnt oh, out wow. and we didn't want to watch This Bachelor because, like, he seemed like a serviceable enough person. Like, if you met him, he'd be like, okay, he's just, like, some guy. But the whole audience is, like, there was, like, the final there, four like, men multiple... were all people of color, like, all yeah. brown people of color. And they normally pick somebody from the top four, maybe five or six, or, like, a crowd favorite. No one knew who this guy was. They didn't give him an interesting edit. And they just picked, like, the most regular white guy you've ever seen before. Uh-huh. And it's like, they've just had so many back-to-back seasons. They had two bachelorette seasons. So we said, you know what? We're not against watching trash, but it just looks so tiring. So we're skipping out on We're still listening to the recaps and stuff, because that's still fun. Still that's needs the fun tea. part. But this season saw the return of Joe Millionaire, that old show from Fox. And that show does not have the budget oh. that any other fucking reality show does, but it's uh, it's very good. This season they uh, they have two Joe Millionaire guys, but the uh, twist is one. Remind of them, the premise. 
Uh, I think the premise of the original Joe Millionaire was... Isn't it like one they, of these guys is rich and one of them isn't or something? Yeah, so like, I thought it was just one, one they, guy. and yeah, it was, The first time they did it, they only did it once before, it was one guy, and I think they said he was rich, but he wasn't. He was like a construction worker or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember which one it was, but he was the opposite of what they thought. But this one, they, the premise is one of them is super... One of them is rich and one of them is not. And the fans and even some of the women are like... So we said the other one's not rich. Is he like super rich then, or is he like poor, or is he just like doing fine? Like yeah. they both have—they're both CEOs of a business, but this guy, one of them, it's like—is it a self-startup construction or like you or like a like, three like a tri-state like roofing situation? Like yeah, like w- what level of money do you have? Because you don't seem to be poor, so that's not the twist, but. It's actually really fun to watch. It's just so messy. It's straight garbage junk food television. It's fun to watch. We all have our trash, and it's just re- relaxing to watch every... What comes on Thursday nights, what we watch on a Friday. It's, uh... well, I'm glad you found a, a placeholder yeah. Oh, yeah, until so The Bachelor and Bachelorette get their their business together. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen one day. Um, <laughs> Someday. <laughs> also, Gordon Ramsay has a show, Next Level Chef. It's a fun premise. I don't know. There's a Twitch streamer who's one of the contestants. Here's the other thing. I like a show that's like, you know what? Everybody comes on these shows for clout. So we're just going to get people that already have, like, TikTok and Instagram clout. Like, one of the people so we're just going to built-in clout. Yeah. You know what? You're coming on the show for more clout, but this isn't going to be your big break. Like, you've already... People are like, oh, yeah, I have, like, 300,000 followers on TikTok. I make food on there. It's like, okay, so you're, you're fine. You just wanted to, <laughs> A, prove yourself and get some more. Um... But it's a fun show. There's three levels of, of kitchen, like a little dungeon kitchen, a top <laughs> chef type kitchen, and then like a regular line chef. And each team competes, and the team that has the best dish of the week, they're safe from elimination. The other two teams have to put up somebody for an elimination challenge. It's very fun. I recommend it. It's a nice breezy half. It's a nice breezy hour. Gordon Ramsay still has his trademark anger, but he's not really directing it at anybody. He's more like, I don't want to lose to my friends. My uh-huh. team needs to win, so... There's a reality TV minute. Y'all got nice, anything else? Thank you. Um, Y'all play any games, watch any shows, read any books, hear any songs? Read a lot of books. I played a lot of games, um, but man, I talked too much about Activision this week. I feel like maybe I'll uh, follow up on games I played next week. Okay, okay. What yeah, about you, Steph? I, any, any magic? Well, I read, actually, I did read a, speaking of cooking shows, I read a book called Love and Other Disasters, which I think comes out soon. Um, I had an advanced copy of it, but it's about a, uh, it's a, like, cooking show rom-com about two contestants on a cooking show. Like, one of them is the first non-binary, openly non-binary contestant, and the other one's, like, a a divorcee, like, who just, like, wanted to do something crazy and, like get out of her bubble post-divorce and like it was extremely cute uh it's called love and other disasters so that was cooking show and read this week i've i read a cooking comic one time oh yeah <laughs> i read something called space battle lunchtime it was, it was two two volumes it was, it was very good very cute it also turned out very to be pretty good. gay i i didn't know it was going to be gay when i picked it up i just like the art style so i'm a mark <laughs> <laughs> um, I recommend everybody read it. It's, it's a nice little, nice little thing. Uh, oh, I played uh, Super Crush KO, little beat 'em up game. It's fine. Nice. It's fine. It's cute. 
the, the plot is some lady blows up a hole in your house and steals your cat and you gotta go get her back go get your cat back <laughs> that's the plot beat up robots please won't I won't not say that that is at least a subplot in Homestuck at some point. That someone steals your cat? To beat up someone who took your cat, basically. Uh, Homestuck like apparently... Some, some broad. Homestuck's having a resurgence, it seems like, on the internet. I'm seeing lots of troll sonas on Instagram. Really? Yeah, also Sonic.exe has come back as a creepypasta for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what happens when... I'm, when did Sonic EXE come out, actually? God, a long time ago. Because I'm wondering... Are, oh, no. Are we starting to hit the point where, like... A new generation... Come back, ironically. Or, or a new generation of people is discovering it because they were literal babies when it first came out. That's what I mean. Like, so Markiplier did his video in 2012, December December 2012. Ah, so the, a decade ago. Ten, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, roughly nine years later, people could be nostalgic for this. Like, oh, I remember watching Markiplier play this game when I was like five. Oh, no. Or as I said, a new generation of like nine and ten year olds are now like discovering (laughs) it. Yeah, but I don't imagine why people would care. Like, because it's not that good of a creepypasta. Just (laughs) because. I mean, look, every creepypasta is good when it's the first one you've seen. So. True. True. Also, people are trying to say something. Crushing indictment of the. The creepypasta genre from Eric as a as a as a like a farewell to arms this day. <laughs> hey, Slenderman still holds up. I think the original Slenderman creepypastas those still hold up. The pictures, yeah, from I, uh, something awful or whatever. I, I, oh, those are cool pictures. I also yeah. still think that the uh, SCP Foundation is still like a cool like group writing project. SCPs are cool, it's, yeah. Like, still oh, that's good. not even like that's less creepypasta and more like ho- just horror fiction, right? I mean, it originally started as a creepypasta. Like, literally the first, like, post about it was, like, on, I think, like, one of the 4chan boards. But, like, has evolved into its whole own thing that is actually fairly interesting. Yeah, it seems like it. But I think we have, uh, we've hit the ramble phase. I think it's time to close up shop, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Say, Steph, could you be a, a, a sweet bro and give us the uh, social media Sweet biz? bro and hella stuff. Yeah, no, we're the sweet bros. That's hella stuff. <laughs> Um, so if you were to find us on the internet um, I'm making Homestuck jokes on a variety of platforms that include um, Instagram where I'm HellaSteph Twitter where I'm CaptainSteph and Tumblr Once in a Blue Moon where I'm the Snow Queer Um, Dom is on the internet at BrotherDom anywhere he wants to be found Eric is the same with Tindilosi um, if you want to find our show out there in the world, you can do that. Um, character Rev on Twitter, Character Reveal on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we are in your browser at characterreveal.simplecast.fm. In your podcatcher of choice by looking for Character Reveal. But I mean, like, hopefully you figure that out, and that's how you're listening to us speaking right now. Um, and you know. You can find us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash character reveal. You can sponsor us for like a dollar or more. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, it helps out a lot. Help stuff out. Um, help stuff out. Help stuff out. Both of those. Um, have I covered all of the things? Pretty much. I mean, you don't know where to find us. It's in the show again. notes. It's yeah. coffee. Please, uh, please buy some coffee. It's, it's pretty good stuff. I think you'll like it. Helps us out. Heck yeah. yeah. Listeners, 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Geekly Reveal. Uh, thanks for making it this far. If you haven't heard our end of the year episode, it's still up. I think it was. I think it was a right o banger. Um, give it a give it a listen. But yeah, uh, yeah. thanks. Appreciate y'all. But until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye.